0: All right, tonight we are going to be on page number 15 in our, in our little booklet um, on the different ministries we have. Brother Grandy will talk a lot about it. I'll just say one thing before I give it over to him. If you want to tell, if you wanted to know what a church is like, the way they live, they're, they're, everything about them, all you have to do is watch the music in the church. If all I did is you said, here's their music and I watch that, that's all I need to know about a church. I know exactly how, what they believe. I know exactly what they're doing. I know exactly what their standards are. It's very, very simple. And so it's vitally important. And, um, and good music is just good, important in our own lives personally. So Brother Grandy, why don't you come and teach us? Thank you, Pastor. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to um, teach tonight. And it's a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, Many of my music students have heard me say this before. My great-great-grandfather played violin in Italy. My great-grandfather played the violin. My grandfather played the piano, the saxophone, and the accordion. And my dad played the saxophone and the clarinet. And he said, Brother Nick, what do you play? I know, I'm a failure. I play, yes, I play MP3s. So, as you can see, you know, music's always been a big part of my family and I love music. Anyone that knows me knows that I love music and I count it a privilege to be up to here tonight talking about music. And you know, I would be remiss not to say that I owe a huge debt to a lot of people that invest in me um, in the area of music, not just here, at our church, but elsewhere, um, but specifically here at our church, I'm very thankful for the people that have invested in me, given me opportunities, and um, giving me a chance, and I'm thankful for Brother Pineda helping me, and our, our musicians, we have a great, great, great music team here, the pianists are tremendous, and they're just such a tremendous help, and I am very privileged to just be a part of this great ministry, um, I want to be an encouragement, I want to be a help tonight, And uh, I want to talk specifically about the music ministry. I believe it's on page 15. Pastor mentioned that. And I hope you follow along. And there's some things that I want to cover tonight that I believe are very essential, very important. Um, You know, let's be honest, there's so much to be said about music. And, you know, you could teach for weeks and weeks on the topic of music. And so tonight, I really want to get down to things that I think are really important to us and drive home one point on the area of why we have the music ministry. You know, I believe music is a powerful tool. And I believe we'd all agree on that fact. And in addition to that, I believe we all have a responsibility to use music in a godly manner. Yes, sir. You know, some people may say, maybe you have said it, hopefully not. You know, I don't really care about music, and it's not important. And we'll see in a moment why that is not true and see why music is important. Um, by way of introduction, I want to introduce... Just two principles in the area of music and uh, to show its importance. And I believe it's there in your booklet there. Number one, music is foundational to a church and our Christian life. Music is foundational to a church and our Christian life. I believe you have the verse there. If you don't, I'll read it to us. Psalms 101, verses 1 through 2. Make a joyful noise, the Bible says, unto the Lord. Okay, some people think that's their life verse. You know, yeah, Brother Nick, I can't sing, but I can make a joyful noise. <laughs> you know, pastor can sing. Okay, I don't know if you know this. Me and Brother Jim know this. Sometimes we can, we'll be in his office, and we can hear him singing. So I know pastor can sing. He's just being very humble, right? One of these days, he's going to get up here and sing a solo, and he's just going to blow us all away. I'm telling you, he's, he's sandbagging. Anyways, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. I'm thankful we have a church filled with people that are a testimony of that. This is the key here. I want you to notice this. Come before his presence with singing. Come before his presence with singing. You know, music is important to the Lord. Music is mentioned 575 times in the Bible. And I believe it's mentioned in every single book in the Bible. Music's important to God. We are created in the image of God. Music is a part of God. And because of that, music is a part of us. And we can't deny the fact that, you know, music's not important. Music's not a part of my life. Music impacts and affects us all. Okay, And we're not going to look specifically at that tonight, but it is important. Music is a part of who we are. God desires music to prelude, come before, fellowship with him, whether it's on a personal or church level. You know, pastor didn't, you know, in his office sit there and think, you know, what can I do for the first 20 minutes of service? You know, hey, let's have some music. No, we see it in in, in the Bible. Come before his presence with singing. And you may think, well, that's only for the church. No, that's for our relationship as well. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've used music and singing a part of my devotion time, and if you've done that, and I I know many of you have, man, it just enriches that time with the Lord, and music is a tool that can be used in that regard. God desires music to come before fellowship with him, whether it's on a personal or a church level. It gets our heart ready. It sets the tone. Imagine coming to a service. No music, you just sit down, and you got to hear Brother Nick preach. That's, pretty, that's a pretty bad deal there, okay? <laughs> music sets the tone. Music is important. We play specific music in our hallways. We play specific music before our services. We have a style of music at the beginning of the service, and we kind of tone it down because we're getting ready for the preaching of God's word. Music sets the tone. Music is a tool, we saw number one, music is foundational to a church and our Christian life. Number two, number two, music was created for God, not for us. Music was created for God, not for us. Isaiah 42:10, "Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord." And His praise, not ours. His praise from the end of the earth. Music was created for God, not for us. Have another verse here. Revelations four eleven. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created, for His pleasure, not ours. His pleasure. You know, music is a reflection of our heart. Music reflects our love for God. Pastor mentioned it. You can tell a lot about a person by the type of music they listen to. And sometimes you can tell a lot about a person's music without even hearing it by just looking at them. Music reflects who we are. Music reflects what's going on in the inside. Music is a reflection of our love for God. You know, with that thought in mind, music being created for his pleasure, I think a lot of our music could be purified and a lot of our music could be filtered in the correct way if we think about it in this regard. Am I listening to this music for personal pleasure or for spiritual growth? You know, I'm going to get to it in just a moment, but a question that's asked to me quite often is, Brother Nick, is this song okay? You know, I feel like A lot of times when we ask that question, it's like, you know, maybe the Spirit's just prompting you, you know, that you shouldn't listen to that song. But that's another message for another day. You know, um, I believe the Spirit works in our heart and in our lives. And he will prompt us and he will tell us, you know, you probably shouldn't listen to that song. You know, it's probably not a good song to listen to. It's probably not a good song to play in your car. Okay. Am I listening to this music for personal pleasure? or for spiritual growth. You know, we all know the story of David and Saul, how Saul employed David to play his harp, and his, David was a great musician. Obviously, he wrote many of the Psalms in the Bible. Um, we know the story of how David came and he played for Saul multiple occasions because, you know, the Bible talks about how Saul, his spirit was distressed, and he had, he had a bad spirit, right? And he constantly had to keep on bringing David to him to play for him. You know, the difference, I was thinking about this the other day, the difference between David and Saul, David used music to please God and to cultivate a relationship with him. His music was an overflow of his relationship with the Lord. That was David. What about Saul? Saul used music for his own pleasure, and that's why he never had enough. You know, the things of this world, worldly music, it's never enough. You know, I can listen to songs like Great is Thy Faithfulness. I can have Miss Karina come up here and sing God's Been Good every single Sunday. And man, that song will speak to my heart. You know, I can hear these songs over and over and over again. You know, um, my kids are a lot like me. You know, they have a favorite song right now. The song that um, Hannah, Shanice, and Errol sang on Offering Sunday, Unto You Which Believe He Is Precious. We've been listening to that song like over and over and over and over again. And it doesn't get old. Why? Because, you know, the music and the songs of the Lord, man, they are enough. And they fill your spirit with good things. But the music of this world is never enough. The things of this world is never enough. You always need more. You always need more. Okay? The difference between David and Saul was the music that David had was an overflow of his relationship. Saul used it for his own personal pleasure and constantly needed more. I wrote this down music can't give you a relationship with God. But I believe you can't have a great relationship with God without music. I don't know a great Christian and you know what's the definition of a great Christian? I don't really know. You know, I just can only judge people, right? And I know we're not supposed to judge people. Okay? All the people that I look up to spiritually, every single one of them love music. And some of them probably admit, you know, I'm not a great singer. I'm not a musician. But they know it's important. Pastor says it all the time, and I'm not going to get up in the choir, but he knows music is important. I get emails all the time about our music. Hey, let's do this, this and that. You know, he would admit he's not a musician. Pastor, do you play an instrument? MP3s, MP3s, right? Okay, so he's in my category right there. He understands that music is important, and I am grateful that we have a pastor that sees the importance of music, because music is important. You can't have a great relationship without music and maybe you're not using music in your relationship with the Lord and I would encourage you to implement that music is a supplement okay so we understand the two foundational principles or two two of the foundational principles of music music is foundational to a church in our Christian life music was created for God and not for us next I want to look briefly at God's template for music you know I mentioned it uh, you know I said you know uh, what, how do I know if this song is okay? You know, how, how do I know if this is music that I ought to be listening to? Let's look at God's template for music. You probably know where I'm going. First Thessalonians 5:21 through 22. Um, I want to read a couple of verses before we get to Ephesians 5:18. I don't know if you have these other verses here, but 1 Thessalonians 5:21 through 22. The Bible says, "Prove all things." What does that mean? Prove. Put it on trial. Test it. Okay. Prove it, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. So test it. If it's good, man, hold on to that thing. Next part of the verse, many of us are familiar with it, abstain from all appearance of evil. God wants us to prove all things. So with music in mind, we need to prove it. We need to try it. We need to put it on trial. We need to test it. We need to prove that it's something good and that we can hold on to and use for our spiritual growth. First John 4.1, the Bible says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. You know, there's a lot that could be said about the spirit of music, okay? And that, that, is a, that, is, that is something that's very interesting. But the Bible says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, so with music in mind, spirit of music in mind, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Okay, so with that thought in mind, we need to put our music on trial. We need to test it. We need to prove it. We need to try the Spirit. Okay? So with that thought in mind, let's look at God's template for music. I, I believe you have the verses there, Ephesians 5, 18 through 19. I'm sure many of us could recite this. The Bible says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in Psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Okay, God's temple for music. We have psalms, we have hymns, we have spiritual songs, and we have singing. Okay, let's look at this. I've gone over this in music class before. I'm sure a lot of my music students could come up here and and tell you this. Number one, psalms. What is a psalm? A psalm is a song that is composed from scripture. A song that is composed from scripture. Your mind probably automatically goes to the Book of Psalms, biggest book in the Bible. It's a song book. Okay, there's a lot of songs in the Book of Psalms, and when we think about Psalms, it is songs that are composed specifically from scripture. Psalms 19:7 through 11. The love the Lord is perfect. You know that one, right? Psalms nineteen fourteen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. That's a good one. Psalms forty two one. As the deer. Psalms forty eight one through two. We sing this one a lot at dismissal. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great way to get scripture inside your heart. We have a we have a song from or a, an album from Patch the Pirate. Just a bunch of scripture songs, and I've been we listen to that a lot at night. And those songs, those verses get inside of you, and you think about them. And it's a great way to get scripture memorized and get it engrafted in your heart and in your life. Psalms 121, one through four, I love this one. This is one of my dad's favorites. Um, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Does anyone know that one? Yep. Okay, a couple of us. Okay, that's a good one right there. I like that one. Uh, Micah 6, eight, call unto me and I will answer thee. A lot of songs. So Isaiah 40, 31 um, Job twenty three ten a lot of songs that are composed from scripture so with this thought in mind and I don't really have time to expound on this but I want to go through these kind of quickly so I can get to the main point that I want to talk about so when we're putting our music on trial we need to think about is this song scripture based I'm not saying that you know is this directly from the Bible but is it doctrinal you know what's considered the writer you know do they believe the same doctrine as we do you know, we understand that the people that wrote God's word were inspired. Yeah. You know, this songbook, I don't have one um, at the moment, but that songbook is filled with so many songs of people whose lives, man, they, they went through some hard times. Yeah. You know, you can research the song, I'm sure many of us know the story about it, It Is Well With My Soul. You know, a man that lost his family. You know, I'd encourage you to look up the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. You know, we sing these songs, it's like, man, this is a great song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. You know, these men, these people that wrote these songs, man, they live sad lives, very discouraging lives. Um, Ron Hamilton, he recently passed away. He wrote the song, Rejoice in the Lord. Many of us, you know, love that song. You know, he went through a a great health trial, and he wrote that song, Rejoice in the Lord. And it's been such an encouragement to so many of us. Um, You know, so think about the writer. Think about, is it scripture-based, okay? Number two, so we have psalms. We have number two, hymns. What is a hymn? A hymn is a song that speaks of the greatness and majesty of God. What is that? What is the message of the song? Is it God-centered? Is it my problem-centered? Okay, I know we all have problems, and sometimes some songs are just like, man, this song is just, I know it's a Christian song, but man, it's just discouraging, it's all about problems, and, and I, I know we go through hardships and we go through trials, but is it centered around God? God-centered, hymns, songs that speak about the greatness and majesty of God. How great Thou art! Great is Thy faithfulness. Holy, holy, holy! All hail the power! I sing the mighty power of God, our great Savior. Blessed assurance, grace greater than our sin. Amazing grace. Crown him with many crowns. What is the message of the song? Is it something other than God? Then it might not be a song that we ought to listen to. might not be a song that we ought to sing. Hymns, songs that speak of, of the greatness and majesty of God. Number three, spiritual songs. Don't have to be a brain surgeon to understand this one here. Songs that minister to our spirit, not our body or our mind. Songs that minister to our spirit, not our mind or our body. What's the spirit? What's the mood? You know, we think of things that are spiritual. Spiritual is something that is pertaining to the spirit of God. God's spirit, not our flesh. Spiritual music should convict and direct us to the Lord. That's why we sing the songs that we do. You know, we hear people come up here and sing specials and sing solos. And man, sometimes those songs just speak to my heart. And they ought to encourage you. They ought to draw you closer to the Lord. They ought to convict you. Spiritual songs. Number four, singing and making melody. What is that? That's the delivery. Singing, what is singing? Definition here, the act, this sounds funny, the act of uttering sounds with musical inflections. What's that? Varying pitches, so sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. Musical articulation, the utterance of melodious Notes: What is singing? Singing is a form of communication. They say singing is a heightened form of communication. We understand that we communicate thoughts. We communicate ideas, philosophies, all these things. We can communicate that through, to- uh, through talking, speaking, or we can communicate it through singing, okay? Singing a making melody. Our music will always ride on the melody. What's the melody? You know, um, if, if, if you know me, I, li- I like to whistle I like to sing, you know, when I'm walking Through the hall, a lot of times I'm, I'm whistling or I'm singing The melody of a song Da-da-da-da Da-da-da-da-da Blessed assurance, right, you know You pick up the melody right away, and that's the thing that Carries the message of the song You know, the world's music, what is it? It's the beat yeah. That's what you get A lot of times you can't even find the melody line A lot of times they don't even have a melody line You know, it's you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not music, right? Okay, um, music and the message will always ride on the melody. If you listen to a song and you can't find the melody because the beat's too loud, the rhythm's too strong, might not be a song that you ought to listen to, okay? Singing is a mun- means of communication. Our delivery should be in a spirit and a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. Okay, a lot that could be said there. Okay, so now that we have a little more of idea of, The foundational principles, we understand some principles about music. We understand God's template for music. I want to drive home one point. Why do we have a music ministry? Hopefully we understand that music is important. And the things that I've mentioned before have kind of led us to that point. Okay? Why is our music ministry important? Now, there's a lot of points that could be given. But I want to just give us one, focus on this one point tonight. And here it is. To create harmony. To create harmony. Philippians 2.2. 2, the Bible says, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. What is that? Harmony. God wants us to be in harmony with each other. Psalms 133 verse 1. Behold how good and how pleasant. It's good. It's pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. God wants us to be in harmony with him. God wants us to be in harmony with each other, call it our vertical relationship. If our vertical relationship's right, our horizontal relationship's going to be right. Harmony, harmony is important. Genesis eleven six, or we'll, we'll skip that. Um, you know, God understands the powerful um, or the power and the effect of unity. Okay, when we think about music, music is a universal form of communication. God wants us to live in harmony. Music is built on. Harmony. When we look at the construction of music, every song, you know, when we look at music in its, in its form, it is always built in a harmony form. Okay? Um, my wife is going to help me. You can go ahead and make it your way to the piano. Um, you know, we think about any song. Think about the construction of music. Music is built on what's called a triad. A lot of us know it as a chord, right? It has three notes in it. You have the one, you have the three, and the five. That's the most common, the one, three, five chord, okay? Um, Honey, why don't you play us the one, three, five chord? Okay, so you have your one, and you have your three, and then you have your five, okay? Um, I think you have grace greater than our sin. There, you can get that ready. Okay, so when we think of music, there is harmony, right? Um, Honey, can you play on grace greater than our sin? Just play the um, soprano line. Okay, that sounds nice. Keep playing, add the alto. Sounds a little nicer, doesn't it? Some harmony there. Okay, go to add the tenor line. Sounds even better, right? One, three, five. Okay, three and one. Kind of like our God, right? He's three and one. You have your one and three and five, a triad, okay? Uh, I want us to do this. Let's grab a songbook. I want us to turn to page 230. 230. Pastor said I could go a little over time. Okay, I'll probably take about five more minutes here. Page 230. This is important. I want us to understand this. Okay? If you're newer to our church, you know, I always wonder this. You know, when people come to our church, hey, let's stand together, turn to page 230, and they look at this and like, what in the world is this? You know, it is good stuff, okay? Bunch of dots and lines and who knows what, you know. Is that a hashtag sign? (laughs) You know, sometimes I wonder, you know, when we read, it's like you read this line, then you read the next line. And I wonder if anyone, like, sings, you know, this line and then goes to this line, you know. Maybe you do that on Sunday. I don't know. Okay? Okay. but we have our three parts here, okay? So what's, what's, so you have your triad, right? You have your soprano note. Play that. And then you have your alto note. And then you have your tenor note. Okay, so you have your three. And then, yes, there's the bass note, which a lot of times the bass is just a repeat of the alto note just in a different octave, okay? So let's do this here real fast, okay? So we're all going to sing the soprano line together just for a couple measures. I'll stop us. Okay, so let's all sing the soprano line. Let's get our note here. Ready? Here we go. And here we go after three. One, two, three. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Good. Go and stop there. Okay, let's all sing the alto line together. Ready? Here we go. What's our note? After three. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Good. That's the alto note. Let's sing the tenor note all together. What is it? Right there. Ready? Here we go. After three. One, two, three. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Good. And then the bass. My favorite. Ready? Here we go. There. Uh, let's get that note one more time. Right there. Ready? Here we go. After three. One, two, three. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Good. All right. Let's try it all together. So... You know, the neat thing about music, music is so amazing. Imagine if God made sound and you only had one pitch. Okay, play a note, honey, just any note. Imagine if we all talked on that pitch right there. I mean, mean, that's kind of boring, you know. know, People say, I'm monotone. No one's monotone. But imagine if God made us where we only have one pitch. You know, we use so many pitches. And you know, the great thing about music is God made music for all of us to sing, you know, some of us have high voices. Some of us have low voices. Some of us kind of have voices in the middle. And, you know, sometimes the guys who come up to me, I think Seth the other day, Brother Nick, man, I don't know how you sing that high. Like, you know, I, I, just, trust me, I don't like, when I'm, when I'm down there singing, I'm singing bass. I like to sing bass. I don't know if I have a lower voice or not, but I like to sing that, okay? But God set up music in a way that, yeah, you're not supposed to sing the soprano line. Why? Because you're not a soprano. You know, maybe you're a bass. Maybe you're a tenor. Maybe you're an alto. I remember growing up, I'd always sit next to my mom, stand next to her, and she wouldn't sing the soprano line. She would sing the alto line. Her voice is a little lower, okay? Um, so we understand the importance of that, all the music there. Okay, so hopefully you didn't forget our part there. Let's sing it all together. So get on a note. You say, "I'm a, Brother Nick, I'm a high singer. You sing the soprano note. Brother Nick, I'm a lady. I'm kind of in the middle. Brother Nick, um, I'm a man. I have a higher voice. Um, you're a tenor and then bass. Ready? Here we go. After three, let's get our part. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Good. Go and stop right there. All right. Let's try You know, I always love this when we do it for groups. All right. Let's sing it acapella. All right. Sometimes, Sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes it's a bad idea. Let's hope in this case it's a good idea. Ready? Here we go. Um, you can play like the first uh, first measure for us and then cut up. Okay. So ready? Here we go. After three, there's our notes. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Keep going. Loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin. Mount the blood blood of the of Lamb was Good. Go ahead. and start right there. Amazing. That's great. Okay. So music is so important and God made music in a way where we can all be involved. We can all sing. Say, brother Nick, you know, I don't know how to sing a part. You know, I don't know. I don't understand how all that works. And I would encourage you, man, try to learn that. If you don't understand that, teach that to your kids. You know, my family, you all took piano lessons, and that was something that was very essential to us so that we could learn that. You know, you go back in time, people didn't have television. You know, a lot of people had pianos. When we purchased this piano, the guy that sold the piano to us, and he told us, you know, man, pianos used to be common in all homes. That was the source of entertainment. And don't think it's an accident that, you know, we're replacing music. With different forms of entertainment. Don't think Satan's stupid. Sorry, I'm not supposed to say that word in church. Forgive me. Okay, but he is, right? He understands that if music gets into our hearts and gets into our lives, we're gonna be more like Christ, okay? Music is important. So, how can I be a part of the music ministry? We're gonna finish up here. Number one, be involved in the congregational singing. You know, I'm up here song leading, and I get to see everyone. I see a lot of interesting things up here. Um, I was talking to someone the other day. Like, you know, we see some, we see some interesting things up here. Um, you know, sometimes I'll see people, it's just like, man, you know, let's just get through this. You know, other times, you know, I look at people, man, they're into it. And, um, you know, get into the scene. You know, that's, like I said, it's not there just to fill in some time. It's there to prepare our hearts Prepare our spirit, and we can create harmony as a church when we sing together. You know, when these groups get up here and they sing, they work so hard and diligently. I'm thankful for them. You know, Gary sang tonight. Uh, I appreciate them because it takes time, it takes practice. And they do that and they create harmony. Okay, and we can do that as a church when we sing together. Be involved in the congregational singing. Use a songbook. Look at those notes. See how they go up and down. Sing your part, sing a harmony line. That's letter B. Letter C, sing with your heart. Put your heart into it. Okay? Number two, what else can you do? Join the choir or the orchestra and say, Brother Nick, man, there's so many people up there. I have written down here, don't have bystander apathy. Someone else will do it. No, you need to do it. Okay? Don't have bystander apathy. You know, it's a great way, letter A, great way to learn music. Say, Brother Nick, I want to learn music. You know, come to choir. That's what we did right there. That's what we do in choir. And it's a great way to learn those things. I believe it's very important for us to learn those things. Okay. Um, number three, have your children take lessons. We've been having the kids play, and they've been doing a great job, and I appreciate them. Um, have your children take piano lessons. Have them take an instrument. You know, I, 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 I've read it. I've seen it. So many benefits to having your children take lessons. And let me say this, parents. You know, it's going to be hard. Um, Cindy's not in here. Um, honey was it, taking piano. Was it hard? There are times where it's hard. Okay, Miss Jessica's around here somewhere. Miss Jessica. There's a time when it's hard. Wanted to quit. Yeah. Okay. If you are a musician, Miss Grace, been sometimes want to quit piano. Yeah. Okay. It's hard. It's going to get hard. Dad, Mom, let me quit. Okay, maybe music's not for you. There's going to be times where it's hard. School's hard, right? Dad, school's hard. Let me quit. Okay, maybe school's not for you. All right. Try that. Maybe it'll work, okay? Have your children take lessons. Number four, moving quickly here. Grow your love for godly music. We're almost done. Buy a songbook. Don't take these songbooks from here, okay? All right. Brother Nick, you bought these for us, right? I'll just, don't, don't do it. That songbook right there, I bought that one, okay? Um, that's my songbook. Buy a songbook. Why? You know, during your devotion time, pull out your songbook, look at these songs. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You sing songs during your devotion time, man, it's just elevated. It's so good. Thinking about the Lord. Think about the Lord. And you know, I know we come in here, sometimes we kind of go through the motions we ought not to, but you know, we're guilty of that at times. And we don't think about the words of the song. Tomorrow, when you have your devotions, sing a song like, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Jesus is all the world to me. Yeah. Man, it's just going to elevate your relationship with the Lord. Okay, buy a songbook. Fill your home with music. Sing songs with your children. Research the great hymns. I know I talked about that. In closing, we looked at music as foundational to our church and our Christian life. Music was created for God, not for us. And we looked at why do we have a music ministry? We really drove home one point, and I hope we got that: is that it's to create harmony as a church with each other and with the Lord. Let's all be involved in our music ministry. You can go ahead and bow your heads, close your eyes. The pastor's going to come. He's going to pray. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it.